would be so much easier. Not the bees. Uh, I'm in a cage and there's bees in my face. Wow, that wasp horrible, Rob. We're watching bee movie. <laughs> you guys and welcome to we're podding this together we don't sing it anymore it's the podcast where we guide you through all of our favorite or not so favorite movies and we watch whatever we want now because it's our podcast and not yours exactly <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to wow presents all right um thanks for listening i'm adoni i'm Lori. i'm rob i'm here i guess hello He's yeah returning from the cheetah girl no no the uh, cloud nine snowboarding cloud nine yeah oh, it was fun so yeah this week we're watching b movie andoni i believe you picked this why i i did because so when we were going through like the initial uh suggestion of movies to watch in pod this together 2.0 where we're new and gritty and you know edgy we've seen uh, someone, some shit yeah we've seen a lot of shit a lot of decoms uh you suggested shrek and then i was like oh man the internet loves that movie and loves to just like make memes out of it and i know that the internet also loves b movie because it is just the premise is ridiculous so all of it i actually worked in a movie theater when this came out and you know how it for i don't know if you know but for kids you can get there's like a little cardboard tray that has like a plastic cup and it has like movie stuff all over it and they it's like mm-hmm. for a tiny amount of popcorn yeah. We had B-movie memorabilia for it. And so I thought it was like a children's movie, but I think it's a girl. I think it's like a PG version of Sausage Party. Yeah. There's a Uh, lot of... I think it was for kids. I don't think it's a kid's movie. I disagree. I think it's like Shrek in that it's a kid's movie with a lot of adult humor. I think the only reason it's a kid's movie is because it's like a cartoon, though. Like, I don't... There's like a lot of litigation in this for a children's movie. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like anything what like litigation would actually be like. Wait, what? Well, in this case, it would be <laughs> like this. <laughs> no, you have to be more creative with your B puns. It's not good enough. Yeah, you can't just say B and don't get out of here. Oh, whatever. That really stings me that you would say that. that oh. They're right track. <laughs> this movie, according to IMDb, is Barry B. Benson, a bee just graduated from college, is disillusioned at his lone career choice, making honey. On a special trip outside the hive, Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, a florist in New York City. As the relationship blossoms, he discovers humans actually eat honey and subsequently decides to sue them. Was that supposed to be subsequently? I don't know. Was it? Yes. Okay. Had you either of you seen this movie before? I have not. Nope. No, same. I did not know any of the plot developments that would come. I thought it was just about a bee who is doing it with a lady. I just thought it was a movie with bees with horrible human faces. I thought it was basically, what's the, what's the, what's the Guillermo movie with the the shape of water? I thought it was like shape of water, but with a bee instead of a swamp Oh, that's where I thought it was going, but it did not. I mean. It might have. I mean. I guess we'll get there when she comes into the movie. <laughs> were they just, were, were they towing the line between friendship and intimacy? In the end, they were just friends. He just thought she was pretty. Yeah. She was never entertaining fucking a bee, which bee could be but in that sentence. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, how do you feel about bee society as it's portrayed in this movie? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I loved when we were in Bee Town. <laughs> Mostly, I like the, the cars made little like sounds when they moved, and it was cute. Everything moves around a whole lot, and it's kind of like if Hogwarts had actual planning. Or like yeah. Mousetrap if it was a town with bees in it. Oh, that fucking game takes like 20 minutes to set up, and then you just don't even want to play. No, it's not fun. But yeah, it's like graduation day. And I thought at first it was high school. I don't know how bees in this universe age. Well, they they did mention like Very quickly. I took a gap day. Like everyone dies really fast. And I liked all of those jokes. Yeah. And he mentioned like I took a gap day between school and whatever. And you came back different. I like that joke. Yeah. And I don't buy Jerry Seinfeld as like an optimistic youth. That's the thing that was messing with me is he automatically in my head, I'm imagining present day or even 90s Seinfeld yeah. who's like in his 30s plus. Yeah, it was very weird. Also, it was just Jerry Seinfeld as a bee. Yeah. It wasn't him playing the character of a no. bee. It was just him. He, yeah. He doesn't act very hard in this film. It's okay, he doesn't though. act very hard in Seinfeld either. Kevin and I have rewatched it. And I'm like, he's not a good actor. No. I haven't. Has Seinfeld, has Jerry, Gerald been in not, like, he's just a stand-up, right? Has he acted in much? Not no, I think really. he really just plays himself. Yeah. And bees. And bees. We find out that all bees are cousins and that they're all going to go work for the same company, Hunnex. Hunnex. Oh, they also had, like, um jokes like Enron but honey Enron or something yeah Hanron Hanron yeah what was the other ones like Hannah Burton oh Hannah Burton absolutely do you think I know Jerry's big on the write write jokes every day sort of thing like he spends however many minutes every day no matter what like he doesn't go a day without writing and writing jokes do you think he was just like going through his notebooks he's like "Hmm, a lot of B material and that's how this movie (laughs) happened (laughs) They start with bee jokes and they and they get away from it. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Man, can... all of the bees in this movie, it comes up a lot. Like they all have like their wild and crazy they... weekend with like other insects. And I don't they know all if have that... their inter-insect preferences and it was weird. It yeah, was. he's like, oh, I Grandpa would never. Grandpa likes a grasshopper. I would never be with a spider. I know everybody else thinks they're so sexy with their eight legs, but it's just not for me. Mosquito, yeah, yeah. It's very mosquitoes, weird. Mosquitoes and they're really shown grasshoppers a lot. I get a bad rap in this movie. Yeah. I did think that this movie kept... So he graduates high school and then immediately they go to Hunnix. Like, and I think it's orientation. They're like, no, it's your first day of work. And I kept on thinking that it might be trying to be deeper than it was. Where it was like, oh, is this supposed to be how we make kids who are 18 to 20... Like, kids who are 18 potentially spend a ton of money to go into college and pick their career that, like, they're going to be stuck in because they chose to go into so much debt from a choice that they made when they were 18, but then, no, it's not that deep. Just bees work a lot, so they're gonna do bee things. Yeah. yeah. It is the bee movie, after all. It had several messages, and then, like, kind of picked them up and dropped them. I, it didn't <sighs> even commit to the message at, that he was fighting for, which is, like, honey belongs to the bees. Yeah, they were like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We're gonna go back to the way things were. So Wait. Mary gets there, and he's like, I don't want to do this forever, I don't think. And everybody else is kind of jazzed, but also willing to accept whatever role they get. His friend, I love that his friend wanted to do the job where you wear, like, a finger hat, and you're that just, like, spinning. looked like so much fun for yeah. two minutes, and then I'd want sweet death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honey, honey t- uh, flavored death. What's the other ones? They mentioned, like, the dad is a stirrer. Yeah. And then one of the bees gets the, the crud. 
gets the crud well, off oh, yeah, the top. He's a crud scraper or something. There's Ooh. there's one bee that just gets the shit beat out of him with newspapers and spatulas, and I'm unclear what his job was. Oh, they were testing out. They made like helmets for the the honey jocks, like the big buff men. Okay, bees. there's okay. no real world analog for all these jobs. I've never thought about this before, but what orifice does honey come out of? Their mouth. Oh, okay, that's less disgusting than I was thinking. Do do bees poop? Mm, Everybody poops. Everybody poops. But do bees poop? They're, they're people, in, according <laughs> to this movie. I'm pretty sure there's a video on YouTube of like, someone's like, oh, look at this little bee, it's so cute. And then it flies away and shits on the person's hand. Uh, I'll buy it, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure honey is a bee vomit. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, his parents expect him to be a stirrer because his dad's a stirrer and it's the family job. I'm so glad that my family didn't have any type of career expectations on me like that. Barry doesn't like that, you know, he's going to be stuck in one job forever and he's having like kind of an existential crisis about it. And he decides to try and go on a flight with the honey jocks. And I thought they were going to be kind of dicks to him, but they were surprisingly welcoming and chill. Yeah, they're kind of nice. Jocks can be people too. (laughs) Not when they're bees. (laughs) People. Oh, that's so good. This is where we find out the very important bee law number one and the only bee law that I think we ever technically find out is that you don't talk to humans. So in this universe, <laughs> all animals can talk to humans and choose not to. Is that what it, like all animals can talk? The cows do later. Yeah, I feel like it's the opposite. If you're an animal, you're like, I want to humanize myself so these things stop killing me without distinction. Because if, if like a cow or a pig or something is, hey, Mark, I'm so happy to live on your farm. You're going to be so much less likely to kill them, I think. I, I, there's I no know. explanation for why that is bee law and no one gives a fuck that he breaks bee law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no punishment. They're like flying around. He gets stuck on a tennis ball. And I liked that joke. They're like, I don't think this is a flower. <laughs> it's just like a bright colored thing. The bee yeah. jokes were good. The bee, bee jokes were really good. good. Definitely yeah. the strong point bopped around on the tennis ball and somehow doesn't get hit by the tennis ball of Renee Zellweger and Patrick Warburton. But oh. yeah, he ends up in their apartment and Patrick Warburton's character says that he's allergic to bees. I don't buy it, but I personally am actually allergic to bees. That just sounds terrifying. It's weird because I'm also allergic to penicillin and I can just choose not to take penicillin for bees. I can't be like, hey, I'm sorry. I know you like really are into the stinging thing, but no, like I, I, can't, I don't really have control over it except I'm like nice to bees. I guess. Rob, do you remember that time in sophomore year of college, we were walking down to like, down into the city to go to some art show. And then like randomly while we were walking, something landed on my hand and fucking stung me. And for like the next week, my hand was super fat and swollen. Like, yes, I didn't remember until you talked about your gross hand. (laughs) It was (laughs) so horrific. Didn't we make wax hands and you had a fat one with your No, that was junior year when we did the wax hands, but. Okay. I, it was just uh, gross and horrible, and I don't know what the fuck stung me. I assumed to be, but good times. Well, Ken tries to kill him, Ken Warburton, and Vanessa Zellweger Bloom ends up saving him. <laughs> yeah, and she like puts him out in the flowers, and then he's just totally smitten, and he won't like leave. Yeah, I thought it was gonna go in a weird direction of like Sonic O Six, what human anthropomorphic animal. Mm. Yeah. Relations. There's a Sonic game that came out in 2006, otherwise just called Sonic the Hedgehog, where he is in love with a human woman, and it's not well received. Huh. Is that going to happen in the upcoming live action Sonic, do you think? I kind of hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because it would be horrible. Yeah. That does sound horrible. Hey, if you were at home and there was a bee and it suddenly started talking to you, what would your reaction be? 
my reaction would be to find another human and see if they were also hearing the bee talk and then make sure none of our food had gotten laced with drugs. Yeah. Or that you don't have like schizophrenia or dissociative personality disorder or something. Does yeah. the bee also have a weird human face as in this movie? Oh, yeah. Also, I feel like that would also be like a, hey, are you seeing this situation? Yeah. yeah. Also, he's wearing a tiny sweater. A very tiny. It's, it's nice. Ralph Lauren. Why does Ralph Lauren make sweaters for bees? <laughs> yeah. I just like, why didn't they pick like Beatsy Johnson or something? Why didn't they do a oh, bee analog? That would be so good. Well, I mean, well, later Ralph on they're like- Lauren, there's Bee Larry King. Yeah, just say Bee Ralph Lauren. <laughs> I like that they tried to, they're like, we have Larry King in this movie. I don't know how to turn that into a bee pun. Let's just, they just like gave up. Larry, <laughs> like, Larry King killed me. Larry B. King, duh. But yeah, instead of having any of that reaction, the bee woman, or the bee, the bee woman, the normal human woman just drops her plates for a second and then it's like, yo, you talking? And the bee's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. And then I mean, she stare. has like a minor She pours some break. coffee on the floor. Yeah. But it's such it's a minor reaction. Yeah, she just, no. she accepts it so quickly. I did like that part though. He's like, are you okay? And she's just smiling. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, they stay up all night chatting. They both have pressures from their parents about their jobs. You know, normal conversation to have with a bee with a human face and a Ralph Lauren bee sweater. Yeah. Also, why does he know what coffee is? I don't fuck. I don't know. That wouldn't be in a beehive, which we've like established he's never been outside of before today. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he first gets out of the beehive with the bee jocks, he has like the fallout moment where everything clears and is, oh my gosh, it's so blue. It's so beautiful. We find out that humans are crazy and some try to kill you. That's what he has to say when he goes back to the beehive, which good for him for finding it because they went pretty far away. And it's been like two days at this point because it is raining when she saves his life and sets him outside. We find, we know that bees can't like fly in the rain. So he has to stay there. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. I I was just like very lost for a moment. And when asked how he got back, he responds, poodle as if that's any sort of explanation. It could have just been like, I got back on my own because bees are, they have excellent senses of direction. Poodle, no more information needed. Um, but yeah, then they're like, oh, you met someone. It's a wasp. Your parents will kill you, which is like, what's the, what's wasp stand for? It's white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, that's got layers to it. Cause we are assuming that all the bees are Jewish. Cause there's that uh, every underlying... single bee is Jewish in this canon. I mean, yeah. th- there's like an underlying Jewish undertone. Also, honey is literally everything for them. It's their toothpaste. It's his hair gel. It's his deodorant. Coffee. I mean, it's what they put in the pool. It's kind of like the trend of charcoal right now. So I don't think humans can really judge. I don't swim in charcoal. Fair. I'm just thinking of it's like toothpaste and in shampoo and in. I had a vodka drink with charcoal in it. I mean, is that that seems like it's proactive? Because don't they use charcoal to? clean yes. your tummy if you drink too much so you're just like no it's already in there i'm good yeah <laughs> it's, it's nice it's being healthy you know just like really i'm just doing a detox you know i just uh drink one of these charcoal martinis every day i'm on a vodka cleanse <laughs> there's a scene where he she gets into an airplane so she can fly next to him even though like airplanes are so much larger than a bee oh yeah oh that was like the that was the first opening line is that bees shouldn't be able to fly because their asses are too fat and their wings are too small. Relatable. Yeah. I guess I'll never be able to fly. Um, so he decides to go out and like just 
abandon work and go and visit Vanessa, which if he, he's been there for like three days, just chilling by the pool, how much of his life do you think that is? Like a decade, right? I, I guess so. I was thinking like a day is like a year because he said he took the day off. I don't know, but it's years at least. Yeah. It's basically his rum sh- rum springer or rum fish beige. I can't make that work. I'm sorry. Does he pray love? Yeah. That's a lot easier to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he decides to go visit Vanessa Zellweger Bloom. Then they like go into a store and he, this is when he comes across all the honey in the store. He's like, oh my God, the humanity. And then the plot comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it really does. It all happens so quickly. This movie felt three hours long, but it's 90 minutes because so much happens. There's, yeah, there's three different plots, I feel like. There's three different like uh-huh. acts. Because like the plot could have just been him not wanting to fall into line with you know what's expected of him and this and that, and then finding a woman and getting I into that weirdness. that's where it was going. And they're like, but wait, there's more. We cast John Goodman. We need him in this movie somewhere. Can we just, I just want to get to the court case so bad, guys. We're there. We're there. Okay. <laughs> so so he's, many feelings. <laughs> he, he sues humanity. Humanity. Who, huge manatees. And then we are at the trial. Rob, what happens? Okay. So one thing that happens is they, they have those bottles of honey that have, they're like in the shape of a cute little bear. Yeah. And the argument that Barry presents, he's like, humans shape honey bottles like bears and then they bring a bear into the courtroom and it's like ah but bears are scary you idiots (laughs) you big dummies and then he's like so and therefore what (laughs) therefore don't take our honey what does that have to do with anything this movie is very anti-bear it really is makes no sense makes no sense i i do love john goodman in this he's Deliciously evil for no reason. As John Goodman well, because do. He's a lawyer. Paid by Big Honey. That sounds like a drag name. I'm Big Honey. Oh, honey. honey. So like the court case is going on. It's like a national story for like a few days in a row. John Goodman like triggers him into stinging him so that bees would look bad. He like talks about how they all bang their cousins. That's true. It's a lot of smear campaign. And this movie yeah. that you guys purport was a children's movie. He doesn't directly say anything. <laughs> no. I mean, it's pretty direct. But he does question, which I really value, the social structure and the accuracies of the, uh, like the social structure of the bees. Like, there's no way that Barry's parents are both his parents because the queen gives birth to all of them. So I was like, oh yeah, 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 hey. Oh, the other, before we get to the the, the end of it, they did bring in Sting and yell at him for appropriating bee culture. And then Barry like proves that Sting's not his real name. And John Goodman's just like, that's not his real name. How did you, <laughs> you idiots. Oh my God. <laughs> like that, <laughs> any kind of fucking point, which was the joke. And that's why it was good. I just loved later on when they're like arresting Sting. And he's like, like levitating. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking. <laughs> well, cause was it this time? There was some point in time where the only thing people would talk about with Sting was that he was really good at tantric sex. Oh, oh yeah. Which gives you <laughs> levitation powers. That is true. Yeah. I mean, hovering, that's just more bee culture appropriation. Come on. Mm, true. Did you guys want to talk about Ray Liotta's appearance in the courtroom? I don't have much to say about it. I f- it, was, Ray- it didn't add anything. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld brought him into this movie. I don't know that much about Ray, Ray Liotta, but 
Jerry Seinfeld brought him into this movie and, and Ray thought they were all joking, but Jerry was like, no, I actually fucking hate this guy and I just want to make fun of him on film for a little <laughs> bit. But like, he didn't realize it was not a joke. That he's an evil honey shill, though. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a bad fella. Like, oh, his eyelashes just creep me out. They're so long and beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. You know? I don't know. So then Matthew Broderick stings John Goodman and it makes the bees look bad and they're going to lose the case because they're they're animals, the bees. Ah. But then Barry thinks to prove that they're getting honey from bees by smoking out bees and taking their honey. The way Is that, that... in question here? Like I don't get I it. I don't know. <laughs> like do people not know that there are like that there are, are... honey farms? Yeah. It make it makes no, they're like you see they're taking the honey yeah that's the you're that's what you were saying at the beginning you've proved that what you're saying is happening but you're you have to prove that they're not entitled to the honey and that you should have it yourself yeah not that all you had it. to do was just like show up on news and be able to talk to show that bees are sentient like that's all you had to do like we all just accept very quickly that animals could actually talk and understand what was happening this whole time all of human history because like cows can talk and they're really sad that we're stealing their milk and murdering and eating them yeah, yeah. also that and all they'd have to do is prove that they were murdering them with a gut the gun the, the real gun and they'd be like ha yeah. smoking gun they kill the cows to eat they're them. like oh no see that's not a funny joke about a smoking gun that's just electrocution so sorry yeah. <sighs> but 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 the bee wins the lawsuit and then they shoot winnie the pooh they tranquilize him he's fine okay no but they still shoot winnie the pooh yeah they do also the fact that a talking stuffed bear exists in this world that's fine i'm willing to accept that for the joke here's my my one of my several issues with this right the, the bees win the lawsuit they set the breeze free from the farms which is makes sense but then they take they collect all the honey in the world and they give it back to jerry seinfeld and his beehive who were not having honey taken from them it's true <laughs> they yeah. just stole the honey from the bees that were being enslaved for themselves yeah, there's no honey for tea, no honey at stores. Bees have to stop making honey because it's just too much fun. Well, okay, specifically Jerry Seinfeld. Like, I thought we were going to get to meet. Like, what What about the moment where Jerry realizes that there's other, like, natural... Because it seems like they all think that they're the whole world of bees mm -hmm. in their yeah. hive. So what happens but when he meets other bees? He doesn't, though. It's about him. He stole... For, he freed the enslaved bees, but took all their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, what care about? I don't. Did, um, did they all ahead. move into his hive? Well, no, because they said it in the whole. So, as a consequence of there being too much honey, the bees don't work anymore, and there's no more pollination. So, all the plants in the entire world die. I think was they said that, right? Yeah. Well, all apparently, New York City is the only fucking place that matters in the entire world. That is and well, also that's true. That's very Jerry Seinfeld. Also, this is a film. Yeah. <laughs> also, theirs is the only beehive in the entirety of New York City. Yes. So also, if they're the only if they're the only beehive that exists in New York, and New York is the only place in the world that matters, and they're not pollinating, all of the world is fucked. Andoni. Yes. You know plant science. Yeah. Yeah. Pollen is only needed for reproduction to make new plants, right? Right. Plants won't go to fruit if they're not pollinated, so then they won't drop seeds to make more plants. Right. But that would take a long time. <laughs> Yes. For all the plants to die. Right. But also, bees aren't the only method of pollination, correct? Also No, true. but they are the primary. So a lot of plants have developed specific mechanisms to have other means of pollination. But, like, if it were a means, 
so it happens like overnight basically especially yeah. since we know that the bee's lifespan is really short in this yes movie. yeah but also <laughs> all the bees would be dead by the time the plants were dead. some pollen does have pollination does also happen naturally just through like wind blowing pollen around wind and, and like other animals and like if humans okay i mean i guess it's maybe not the best defense or like criticism of this movie that like surely humans would do something if they saw the world was falling apart but no. in theory no yeah but how are you going to make the bees work when oh, they already honey. have all their honey? Oh, honey oh honey but i'm thinking like humans could pollinate stuff oh sure we can make robots yeah to do it that was a black mirror episode and it ended terribly that was a black mirror episode <gasps> We proposed the Black Mirror scenario. We're the Black Mirror. Oh, oh no. no. Quick, smash your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see videos, so I just imagine you had like a hammer at the ready. <laughs> just whip it out from my pocket like a cartoon. So Vanessa's talking to Jerry, and then he turns his back for like four seconds, and then all of a sudden she's getting into a taxi with a backpack to go to California. Because there's like a rose parade there that obviously, because she's a florist, she just wants to go to. And, and like there is a rose bull parade for like football yeah but i don't think that's what this is i think this is literally just a parade about flowers yes and if they love flowers why would they cut these people who grow the flowers for the floats clearly care about plants and if they knew that there was no pollen left in the world why would <laughs> the they cut up the last flowers in the world to put them on a float i don't know but they decide to steal just a single float and bring those flowers back to new york city and but there's no there's no stakes in this movie well, heist. <laughs> yeah like let's talk about the heist and like what the plan is and then like it's actually happening so there's no stakes ever i thought the movie. movie was over when they won the court case and then i paused and there was a half hour left <laughs> i oh. did the exact same thing <laughs> i think i did it too um, i thought at that point they were just gonna go off and have their lovely little life together and just have weird horrific bee babies but then we get like the the after filler arc for the anime series where we deal with the consequences of yeah. the plot from the main series. Yeah. So we have float heist. Float heist and then the airplane gets fucked up and Vanessa has to fly and then something. And then they think that being a bee makes you qualified to fly an airplane. Oh it's yeah. It's the same thing. I play video games. I can probably fly a plane. Absolutely. I mean, that did happen in Snakes on a Plane, but... That did. I love oh. Snakes on a Plane. It's so good. Anyways, they land the plane, and the flowers are there, and they save the world really quickly. Hold on. What? Lori, in your notes, there's a note that says suicide pact? Question mark? Oh my god, oh, yes. yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, There's like, I can't remember if it was like when they were on the plane. <laughs> no, it was just like my my offer to you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it was when Vanessa's talking about her shop is closed and because there's no more flowers. And he's like, well, what are we going to do? And he's like, suicide pact? Uh, and he's like, you step on me, I'll sting you. Yeah. She's like, you she just like, die twice. Yeah, that was a good joke. And yeah. I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening right now? There's just a suicide pact. Are you kidding? Yeah, that does kind of make it seem like a very not child's movie. Thank you. Also, later on, while they're on the plane, trying to fly the plane, the bee and the sexy woman slap each other in the face back and forth, which makes... How does that work without murdering the bee? Also, it seemed weirdly sexually charged. Everything in this movie. No, it's a sexually charged film. They made her sexy for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> At least she was a human and not an animal with weird boobs. Okay. I'll, I'll take it, I guess. Okay, Andonia, you can talk about the rest of the post-suicide pact portion uh, of this movie. I don't know, but I just remember that I had a honeypot joke the other day, and I wish I'd remembered <laughs> to say it. So much we missst. There was, there was um, Kronk getting jealous 
of of Jerry Seinfeld and trying to murder him in the house, and then oh she, yeah, she dumps. I don't know when that. There's so much happening all the time. All the fucking time. And then Vanessa dumps him, and it's fine. And he's angry about it as he is about everything. Were they dating? Yeah, I yeah. It was unclear. I think maybe they were like friends with benefits or something because it wasn't like explicit. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah, that sounds nice. You guys, okay, but you both, like, you come home one day and you find your partner talking to a bee. Can I also hear them? Can I hear the bee? Yeah. It's got a human face and everything. Oh, God, so horrific. He is missing a set of legs, though. Like, all the bees are. Oh, yeah. This, how do they... Neil deGrasse Tyson probably has some words to say about this movie. What were we talking about? Uh, they, were- they, <laughs> they, they, they They save everything. And now at the end of the movie, he's got like three different jobs he helps run a flower shop he's a lawyer and he's a bee you missed the part where the swarm of bees lands the airplane oh Oh. yeah i which was fun and i liked it was fun when he was like okay now circle it move away no go back in move away circle it land it i was like okay that's fine oh that's where all the bees went there was so many bees. yeah because there was like a i don't know how did he summon the bees how did he get on television from a crashing plane uh they were in communication with them on the airplane and then the b news reporter was at the fucking airport (laughs) oh my god they made a connie chung joke too (laughs) i wasn't her name a b pun though no it was just like and i'm connie chung (laughs) they're just like (laughs) oh no con b chung no it wasn't it was just connie Connie. it was connie chung oh my god that was not b connie chung the first time they said connie chung i was like Okay, I miss a misheard it. Obviously, they're going to make a beep. Nope, just Connie Chung. Nope, yeah. Okay, so they saved the day. It's scientifically accurate and perfect. Absolutely. And then he's a he's an animal rights lawyer. He did not go to law school. I just want to put that out there. He's an expert in bee law. Yeah, but then he's helping a cow. And also, we didn't Close mention earlier... But Chris Rock plays a mosquito and the oh. mosquito is trying to go to Alaska to get some of that. It's like implied that it's a drug thing. It's sweet moose blood. Yeah. And then there's a really, really good, and by that I mean not great, lawyer joke where Chris Rock, become, the mosquito, becomes a lawyer. And he's like, yeah, I was already a blood-sucking parasite. I just needed a briefcase. <laughs> I'm like, ha lawyers suck and do no good. We get it. <laughs> okay. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everyone. We didn't make very many bee jokes. I'm disappointed. It's hard because it's so easy, but There's I do. Still time. <laughs> I did on. I, I had. I just got that bee wrap that you can use instead of saran wrap, and it's really nice. It's not a joke, but it's a suggestion. You should get made one. Of bees. Are you talking about the cloth that's coated in beeswax? Yeah. I had yeah. that too. It doesn't always work great. You just have to have warm hands. It's a shame that I'm cold and dead inside. I have cold hands because of my cold heart. I mean, you don't <laughs> need to be cold and dead outside. Sorry, Rob, do you want to take that joke? I'll let you... Uh... No, it's okay. Oh, okay. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What What do now? Would you Would you watch it again? Would you recommend it to a friend? I don't know, truthfully. I don't think I need to watch it again, but if I were... Like, if it were on, I feel like I wouldn't turn it off because it's just so... The whole movie felt like a fever dream. Like, I explained mm-hmm. the plot to my coworkers and, like, a couple friends afterwards, and they asked me if I was making it up. I'm like, no, this is legitimately a movie that was made. Like, this is a film that was in theaters. Yeah. Would you I, watch it again? Would you recommend it to a friend? I was stoned the first time, so I feel like I've gotten everything I could out of it. <laughs> like, um, wait, are you saying you watched it multiple times in a two-day span? No. Okay. I watched it one time. <laughs> oh. Um, but 
the fact that I did not know the twists and turns that this plot would take made it an enjoyable experience. I feel like the novelty would wear off a second time. I might watch it with if I made a friend watch it who hadn't seen before and I knew was excitable about this sort of thing, I could go for that. But yeah. I would not watch it on my own again, ever, no. Right there with both of you. I, I think if I was intoxicated or high or just looking for something ridiculous to watch with someone who hasn't seen it before, I would watch it again. I would maybe recommend it to people. Just I want because, more people like, to watch it. Yeah. I want more people to watch it. But like, I wonder if we missed that that train. No, I don't think we have because like we, us three, are very cultured, pop culture savvy people, I'm assuming. Sure, yeah. Yeah, checks out. I, I watch things. Yeah. I've watched a movie and none of us had seen it. I feel like this is a movie that everybody talks about and everybody knows, but I don't know if I know anybody who's seen it. Aaron no. had seen it. He saw it when he okay, was a well... when it came out, though. <laughs> okay. Because he was stupid. Wait, so. when did this come out? 2007? Yeah. We were, we were, he's three years younger than me. So that would make him 14, 13 at the time, which is the stupidest age. Ugh, yeah, the worst. that seems like when you... I feel like at that time, too, maybe he was like, oh, it's Jerry Seinfeld and trying to be impressive. I just... would watch it again if it was one of the many YouTube edits that I've seen, which is like B-movie, but every time they say B, it gets 50% faster. Oh, B-movie. yeah, that's the perfect way to watch this. <laughs> B-movie, but it's only the parts with Vanessa. B-movie, but it's only Jerry Seinfeld. B-movie, but something else. I don't know. Yeah, no, like, that's that's a good that's a good medium. I would watch a whole like Judge Judy style show of of B Court. I'd be Ooh. so on board. Oh, that'd be real. How, speaking of Judge Judy, Judy, Judge yeah. Judy, have you guys seen that she has different hair now? No. no. Oh my god! Wait, we didn't talk about B Larry King. I feel like there's not a ton. It's just Larry King, but as a B. There's not just but a the, ton And to then say. like Jerry Seinfeld was really ripping, in, ripping into him. He was like, you know, there's a regular Larry King. It's just, he's the same thing. He looks like you. He's always leaning forward. <laughs> it's a very common name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys ready for two truths and a goof? Yeah, yes. I suppose. <laughs> okay. Number one, 10 books were released for this film. What? what explain. Yeah. Explain <laughs> yourself. All you get. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number two, according to Jerry Seinfeld, while having lunch at Larry David's house, he first mentioned the idea for the movie as a joke, but David loved the idea. Number three, Barry's love interest, Vanessa, is also the name of Jerry Seinfeld's first love interest in his semi-autobiographic. Thank you. I said that really weird. Seinfeld. I think there might have been a Vanessa in Seinfeld. There was definitely a Vanessa. He had a different girlfriend every episode. That is true. I can't, I, what would you write 10 books about? <sighs> Honestly, I feel like they would make it a weird, weird excuse for making like kids books. I guess. That is a weirdly high number to make up though. You know what? I'm going to go with that one's the false one because Lori loves just changing a number. It is an easy way to goof a truth. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'll just, I'll go with the, the, it was a joke just to disagree with Andoni, but I truthfully think that it's 10 books. Go. Okay. Yeah. I think it's 10 books is the false. 10 books is true. They were like children's books. You were right on that train of thought. Yeah. I was hoping it was actually like 12 books. The other, I knew you would think that. So I may have played on that for a while. Sneaky bitch. For a little bit. Um, so Larry David is fake. It was, uh, Steven Spielberg. Aha. Wow. So you won, Rob. I did it. But for the wrong reason, but you won. 
I, yeah. Winning out of spite is much better than winning. <laughs> no, that's normally basically how our friendship works. So you win not having to be on this podcast ever again. Thank oh, you so much. No. Goodbye. Ever. Okay, I understand. Why don't you fly on over to social media? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, Should we just say B-mail? B-mail is good. B-mail is pretty good. B-mail us at whatever your B-mail is. You know what would be sweeter than honey, Lori? I don't. Tell me. Buzzed on over to social media. Shot us a B-mail at together at bmail.com. Uh... <laughs> so you give them an inaccurate information for a not B-pod. Ideal. <laughs> uh, it's not ideal, is it? Ugh. <laughs>